Hey, what's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Oh, this is a great week, brother. I am ecstatic. We have great trailers to discuss. We have great stories to discuss. We have a great movie on the rise to discuss. We also have an incredible... Honestly, Schubert, I'm so happy that I watched it before we did this. I Because I started a little bit last night when it came out. I fell asleep. Finished it uh, before we potted. I'm so happy I did. This was the best episode of Star Wars I've seen in ever. Like, is this the best episodic TV episode of Star Wars? Live action? It might be. Like, I mean, it, was, it is incredible, man. I have so it, many it, questions. It, it, it was the low, it's the lowest rated episode on IMDb. I don't know how. How? Because it was 37 minutes? Like, I wish it was longer, but like, I, I thought felt, it was incredible. I mean, it flowed really well. Like, I didn't even realize that it was that short at that point. Because, like, a lot happened in a sense. Where, like, it was just, there was a lot of feelings mm-hmm. throughout it, the thing. Because, you know, it's, it was busy. It perfect didn't have a lot dialogue. Of like, some of those 30-minute episodes have been given us. Well, let's save like, it. Because I'm going to just start talking. But it, it is incredible. Like, best episode of Star Wars. And then we got our documentary talk today. Oh, we did a little bit on my radio show, but oh, I'm excited because we can curse. <laughs> Fucking Roy Johnson, yeah. boy. <laughs> we gonna get into it. That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but doing well. Yeah, I'm excited. So we, the, those are the two things we got. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just hurry up and and run through some of the some of the things. Or I guess, what if I've been watching that is worth mentioning at the moment. Got anything? Because, um, yeah, I don't know. If I, I've been watching anime, honestly. I'm like, I'm like 13 minutes into finishing the Mario movie. You didn't fit, you didn't, you started yeah. it and didn't finish it? Well, it's because we're potting. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that movie's good. Oh, I started, uh, well, I'll save it for documentary talk, but Muscles and Mayhem. No. Okay. It, it, bro, talk about it. We're going to talk about it when we get to documentary and talk about Netflix sports docs. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. We got a great episode today. Um, so yeah, uh, let's jump into the stories. The first thing is obviously a bit of Trash. unfortunate news that Dune is getting pushed back to March of 2024. Um, but the Marvels gets their IMAX slots. Who gives a damn? Yo, I'm the, <laughs> these studios' greed is just ridiculous. Pay these actors, pay these writers, so we can get back to the fucking movies. Like, what is wrong with these damn studios at this point? Like. Okay, I get it. I, I, I like you want to set. You don't want to set a precedent. Okay, cool. But why the fuck is Bob Iger a billionaire? All these other people, Zaslav a billionaire. All these people, rich as fuck, and they don't write the stories. They don't act in them. They don't even fucking really know how to choose them. Zaslav, you've been fucking missing, brother. Like, like it should be James Gunn and Kevin Feige making these types of money. These head of studios, these A twenty fours, like the people making culture. These dudes that are in charge of this shit is not making culture, so they should not like fuck y'all. Y'all are ruining this shit. But you know what's gonna help it? When the stockholders are like, oh, why are all of our stocks down? Because they're about to have to have a meeting soon, and they're going to have to explain why the stocks are down. Every Everyone's stock is down but Apple and Amazon. But granted, Apple and Amazon aren't controlled by their fucking things, so they may be the holdouts. But once Netflix, Warner's, Disney go talk to their fucking shareholders, oh, Warner's is down 15%, buddy, or 15 points. Like, 
they're about to have to come back and negotiate. So we'll get our movies and shit soon, sooner than anticipated. But it's just like, bro, you y'all are letting greed ruin Hollywood in movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about it when we see week after week shows getting canceled. And just getting um, some, reality some TV. Are... Like, I love reality TV, but yeah. this, there's just too much. Like, why does Gordon Ramsay have seven shows? <laughs> like, unnecessary, bro. Unfucking necessary. Gordon Ramsay does not need seven fucking shows right now. Yeah, what MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen, Next Level Chef. Like, I think there's another one. Isn't Kitchen Nightmares coming back? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have so many shows. MasterChef Junior. Like, I, we don't need all this shit. The fact that, like, there's a whole entire block of Wednesday, of like ABC that is just Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and Celebrity Jeopardy is kind of disgusting. <laughs> That's gross. Like, like, like the, la- the last time the strike came, that ruined Heroes. I know you remember that great show. Yeah. Yeah, now, now I don't think it's going to ruin too many great shows, but it will ruin all of the good shows that we also enjoy. Like poor Abbott, man. Well, Abbott's about to come back like in a week. Oh, it is? Okay, but what about the next yeah, season? Yeah, season oh, the- three. Oh, isn't part of that going to be missing? I mean, it'll probably be delayed, but oh. you know, at least it's coming out now. True, true, true. It's the second half that's going to be missing. Yeah, probably. So, like, in between a season, that's crazy. But, yeah, no, like you're saying, the fact that there's just Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, Celebrity Jeopardy, that's gross. <laughs> the fucking Buddy Games, whatever the hell that is. What is Bunny Games? Wait, what? Buddy, Buddy, Buddy oh, Games. Oh, Buddy, it's Buddy like Games. People and their friends can, like, go out to, like, some camp that they are playing, like, mini games at. I don't know. Weird 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 okay you, you know i think all the studios are banking on the fact that football is coming and they're gonna try and like find all ways to make money on football because it's easy yeah but i mean it, it's gonna I'm, I'm telling you the more and more their stock goes down that's when they're gonna have to answer whenever it's time to have the fiscal conversation of the year that's when they're gonna have to answer and i'm beyond beyond ready for it um so with Dune being pushed back, the talks of uh, between you know the media and Den- Denis Villeneuve have brought up some interesting information. He is ex- exploring doing a trilogy of Dune, okay, and that would be based on Dune Messiah, the direct sequel to Dune from Arthur Frank Herbert mm-hmm. in his original novel. Dune Messiah was written in reaction to the fact that people perceive Paul Atreides as a hero. Um, which is not what the author wanted to do. My adaptation of Dune is closer to his idea that it's actually a warning. Mm. And so, you know, he revealed that if his adaptation of Messiah does happen, the third film would be his last in the Dune franchise. So, you know, Dune's coming out in March. When does this guy have time to make Dune 3? Well, he is currently also in development of a Cleopatra movie, a Jeez. film called Rendezvous with Rama and Jeez. the HBO series The Sun with Jake Gyllenhaal. Jeez, man. Didn't even lose so, on the businessman in Hollywood. And you you don't think he's working on these things during the strike? Come on, man. Like He's probably working on the stuff that I'm talking about, but he did say he's put pen to paper on Dune 3. Okay, see? Like boom. Development. So at least he's working on the shit, you know? Yeah. 
But I'm, um, what's the but HBO he, show The Sun with Jake? What, what is that about? I think we've talked about it before. You want me to track it down real quick? I, I just I just Googled it. It's a mini series. Okay, wait, wait. Here we go. A convict escapes prison to find the truth about his father's alleged suicide yeah. and track down involved major conspiracy. Oh, my goodness. Jake Jill Prisoners 2. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Let's, let's fucking go. Yeah, honestly, bro, Dune 3 can, you know. We can wait on Dune 3. Give me the sun. <laughs> and, and Cleopatra. Well, honestly, we can wait on Cleopatra. Give me the sun and then Dune 3. And we can wait on the Messiah, yeah. too, because I don't need to see the giant worm portion of Fall of Treaties. <laughs> oh, man. Um, speaking of giant worms, let's talk about the trailer Dick the Musical. Oh, my or Dick's gosh. Musical. <laughs> what a... At first, it starts, and I'm like, shoot, what the fuck do you have me watching? But as it continues to go, I'm laughing, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, it's weird as shit, but it's hilarious. <laughs> the first A24 musical. What the fuck are the sewer boys? <laughs> and I'm sorry, LGBT oh, community, if that's, like, part of your culture. What the fuck is that shit, bro? That would look weird. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is, is pretty much a mindfuck. Exactly. And I know Fox conservatives are going to hate that fucking movie, especially when Meg the Stallion starts walking those white men on leashes. <laughs> I mean, what else can you expect from the director of Borat? True. You're right. Wait, is this Sasha? <laughs> uh, no. It, oh, okay. Um, I thought he directed it. My bad. This guy, Larry Charles. Oh, okay. 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 Larry fucking Charles. He does like, you know, those Sasha Baron Cohen movies. Okay. Good like that, and you know, The Dictator and shit like that. Bruno. Okay. Okay. Work well, work work with Larry David. Okay. Well, this guy's yeah, funny. So Dick's, so. The, Dick's the musical looks absurd. Absolutely absurd. Like, oh, but I mean, look, I'm looking at this guy on his IMDb. He looks absurd. <laughs> yeah. Like, and you know what else? Lo- you know what else looks absurd? The book of Clarence. Oh yeah, that definitely does. Fox Fox News is gonna have a ball with that one. <laughs> Basically, the the beginning of super churches before super churches existed. <laughs> that's a good way of thinking about it. That's that's exactly what I thought of when I saw it. It's literally like, okay, Jesus came. All right, well. Here's the guy trying to replicate that, a.k.a. let's make some money off of it. The first super church, baby. And it's Lakeith Stanfield going around faking being the Messiah. And then his ass is going to get killed for it. I think it's a great concept. I know people are going to be like, this is Satan work. This is not Jesus Lee making fun of this shit. But, you know, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's ballsy. Like super it's, ballsy. Uh, it's a ballsy concept that like just might work. Yeah, but it has to like be a great story though. You gotta, you gotta, you yeah. gotta do like the acting is there. You have great actors, but now can you finish it up with a good story? And if James yeah. Samuel does it, he'll be two for two and really start to move himself in a different conversation. For sure. I mean, it um it really kind of cement his him as like a stylistic director. And start to put him in, like, okay, is he, like, up for best director of this new generation? Because, like, 
we don't really know. Like right now, it's like what Coogler, and then like who are some of the other young directors that are out there killing shit? I'm trying to think of like what Greta Gerwig's obviously leading the pack. Like she is like well, I mean, young like, queen. Obviously, we're gonna talk about Saltburn, and that's Emerald Fennel. Mm-hmm. But like, and, oh my gosh, uh... that that fucking movie. <laughs> but when you think of it's it's got to be Greta. It's got to be um Ryan Coogler. Like, and, you know, James Samuel, if this movie's a hit, he can, you know, really make... Oh, Damien Chazelle's also in that conversation. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, if James Samuel does a good job, then he'll put himself into that conversation. Like, I'm looking up directors under 40. Oh, the Safadi brothers. Mm. Like, they're, they're... And then Evan Goldberg with Seth Rogen. So, like, those are some of, like, the young, the young people out there doing shit. So we need to see what happens with James Samuel. I'm excited. Oh, Robert Eggers, too. Um, <laughs> Forgot about him. So what did you think at the end of that trailer? Do you think he walks in the water, or do you think he, like, steps in the water and he's like, oh, shit? Oh, I think he falls in the water and dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if he walks, it would be funny as well. I could see it going either way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so we talk, mentioned Saltburn. That's, we'll talk about Saltburn next. <laughs> um. Like like you keep saying about it, it's basically an artsy party movie. Bro, at first I thought this was going to be a LGBTQ love tale. Then I thought it was going to be a horror film. And then I was like, wait, no, 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 no. This is just a fucking dolled up artsy fartsy Project X <laughs> with pretty people. A yesified Project X. No, bro, there's going to be something more nefarious going on. You think? <laughs> or just like some really like prince of the popper kind of shit like you know what's like i'm trying to think of like a movie where they, bring they start in torturing the poor friends and like all this shit happens and then like at, at the end of the summer they all just like go back to their normal lives and this dude's still just poor Mm. And he's so like, look, bro, I thought we were all friends. Wikipedia has the premise as struggling to find his place at Oxford. Oliver Quick finds himself drawn into the world of charming aristocrat Felix, who invites him to Saltburn, his eccentric family sprawling estate for a summer to never be forgotten. It says it's a thriller, but I don't know, bro. I don't... <laughs> it seems like we're just partying. Bro, it's going to be a thriller like, you know, um, Promising Young Woman was a thriller, where like the whole movie, you're like, oh, you yeah, know, this is like, a nice movie or whatever, and then like all of a sudden, all the weird dead people shit happen. Or like you know, the girl. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm ruining the movie for people. Oh, but like then there's a death, mm-hmm. and you and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is this movie about now? And then like <laughs> the major twist at the end happens. So that's why I feel like it's gonna happen with this. Is gonna be like some crazy shit happens, and there's some kind of weird twist. I'm trying to see like what. If- does anybody have what's it about? And no one does. <laughs> no, everyone has the same fucking thing. But I, I hope Rosamund Pike starts uh fucking torturing the kid. <laughs> like she she called his ass ugly. <laughs> this is just what Emerald Fennel Emerald Fennel was writing on the set of The Crown while she was just chilling there pretending to be the now queen. Oh, no. well then then maybe she you know maybe she was just writing a party movie. <laughs> Maybe she was. We'll see. I, I think it's definitely going to be one that I will want to watch. Don't know about theaters. Oh, yeah. I'm not paying to watch that. <laughs> that that's a, that is a streaming service movie. 
Um, so let's talk about another movie that is probably a, a streaming service movie, but a good one, Flora and Son. Wow, this movie, I, I'm going to say arguably second best trailer that I watched of the ones that we're talking about. It instantly pulled, like at first I'm like, okay, what is this? And And then the moment you get to the part where it explains, oh, it's this family making music together and all of this. It You feel the heart of it instantly, and it's just, it's really good, man. A really good cast. I like JGL in it. Jack Rayner's trying to win me back over. Um, the woman who plays uh, Flora is incredible. Like, this trailer did did its job. If, if a trailer's supposed to make you anticipate a movie and want to see it, this one did that and then some because I'm, Telling Kurtz, we got to watch this together. This is something that when it drops, I'm watching it instantly. And not many movies do that these days where it's like, oh, I have to watch this release day. So shout out to Flora and Son. Yeah, Flora and Son was definitely a trailer that I saw. And, you know, when I saw that there was a John Carney directed movie for uh, John Carney is all about musical rom-com, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of the vibe that you get from this. Um, with JGL being her guitar teacher, yeah, <laughs> that she like flirts with on Zoom. <laughs> um, but it, it's a really funny concept. Seems like it's got a lot of heart. Um, Apple TV is just putting out really great bangers. stuff. Bangers, so bro. This this will be on Apple TV on a uh, September 29th. I'm watching it. I'm watching on September 29th. Shout out to Apple. It's putting them into that category. They keep doing this. They're, they they want to be with HBO. They're 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 doing HBO quality. And, yeah, and and you, you don't say to, that often. And if you want to know what this movie is going to feel like, you should watch the movie Sing Street or uh, Once or Begin Again. Those are his movies. Okay. Sing Street is actually like really good. It's on Netflix. That's it's what I heard. Kids. Yeah, kinda like, check- it's kind of like School of Rock. I'll check that out. I heard. I remember when we used to watch Collider when they talked about Sing Street Heavy on that show. Oh yeah, I guess it did come out around that era, 2016. Yeah. Um, the next one we should talk about. Let's talk about that weird, uh, the Phone? weird one with the aliens. Oh, Invisible no. Man. Oh, that yeah, weird ass. Bro, like, what the fuck was that creature? Like, this trailer wasn't bad, but it just, that creature made me feel gross, and I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? But hey, Tiffany moving out of comedy, trying to get a little more serious. This may work well, for her. I mean, I guess it's serious, but it seems a little comedic to me. Oh, it's definitely, um, co- like, okay, I'm not, she didn't fully leave comedy. It's comedic, but it's not like Vacation Friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's not your typical comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's called Landscape with an with Invisible Hand for the people that, you know, didn't, don't know what we're talking about. And uh, it's basically aliens invade Earth and they decide that they think that Earth's concept of love is fascinating and they televise it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, the, and these two kids are like, let's, or I guess the girl is like, yeah, I'm going to get this guy and pretend that I like him so that I can get all the influencer bucks. <laughs> from the aliens <laughs> and, and then they find out that she doesn't really like the guy and they're like we will sue you for generations <laughs> but it gets a little serious in there like there's some moments in that trailer that's like okay this 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 is this is this is not just your typical comedy it's got a little drama yeah. elements 
Yeah, so it's going to be a, a one to look out for when you're looking for a weird movie to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Partake in some festivities gonna... of of <laughs> of the 420 variety and, and watch that weird shit. <laughs> um, and one of the last of the weird ones, we'll talk about Foe, another Paul Mescal movie with uh, Saoirse Ronan. The whole time I'm just it. like, what, why does Paul Mescal have to go on this mission? That's the whole time. <laughs> why is he forced to do this right now? Like, what is going on to where the government is forcing him to do this? But I will say, the one thing I got from this trailer, Aaron Pierce, John Stewart. <laughs> That's some John Stewart level chops right there, boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it's unknown. I like it. Um, what I was thinking about it, I was like, we all know that Saoirse Ronan wants this dude to leave so she can get some Rebo dick. <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. And what's he going to do in space? Like, so many questions. <laughs> and why does Paul Mescal have to go to space? What the, why <laughs> this farmer? Why does the farmer have to go to space? <laughs> space? Yeah, man. What, what, what in the interstellar hell is going on? <laughs> some weird shit um but yeah so these the last three trailers we have are ones that i think are going to be getting a lot some heavily talked about as they come out and the first one is she came to me which is the peter dinklage movie with anne hathaway and uh, marissa tomei and that that was probably another trailer that surprised you because it was um it was really interesting Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was into it, man. Like Marissa Tomei being this weird boat driver, and the the muse for Peter Dinklage is opera, and then you got Anne Hathaway, who's this therapist, and and that's his wife, but she does weird shit with her patients, and like it's just a bunch. Of, it's a a weird type of rom com that could maybe turn to a horror where Marissa Tomei turns into a stalker and ends up killing people. Or a killer. Yeah, because like, like he basically like makes her into like a Sweeney Todd person for his operas essentially and then she starts going crazy stalking his wife and stalking him and saying that he's never she's never gonna leave him and what a weird and they call it a rom-com but what a weird premise for a rom-com yeah definitely definitely a strange one but Um, i will watch it's gonna be really good yeah, that's what I was about to say. Even though we're saying it's weird, this is not weird like in landscape with invisible hand or foe, where it's like this may this might be weird bad. This is weird good to where like I'm interested. I know it's not flora and sun level trailer, but it's three on the tra- if I had to rank all of our trailers, it's number three, like of has me intrigued. Like I'm I'm very intrigued yeah. for uh she came to me. And notice, you know, you have your in your top three. I know which one you have number one, and then yeah, number two, Florida. So number three, she came to me. Why not the Ferrari trailer? Oh man, it's like okay. So we've talked about Ferrari for a while. It was on our most anticipated movie list. It's one of our favorite directors with Michael Mann. We we just we talked up Heat two yesterday, but for some reason, I don't know why I thought Adam Driver was driving the car. <laughs> but after, when I see the car being driven, I'm like, oh yeah, Rush. I don't know why I was thinking this is going to be like Rush the entire time. But then I'm like, oh wait, no, he makes the Ferraris. And then it just goes yeah. into that. And I'm just like, oh, this is about to be him talking a bunch. And I don't know, it's, the trailer basically just... basically him doing Gucci. Yeah, like, the trailer just didn't sell me on it. Like, I'm sure it'll be a good movie, but this is one where... It's just the teaser. We didn't get much dialogue. So, like, 
I don't know. Well, it it like wasn't said, flashy. It enough. just makes I, me I, think of the Gucci, Gucci thing. Like he's he's dressed up mm-hmm. like some Italian guy who has an accent, <laughs> has an accent, and is gonna talk and be dramatic and cry. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna be good. I mean, like, it has to be because he he Michael Mann did this movie with him and wants him to be Neil freaking Macaulay like. You know well, he has to kill he's just it. a good actor. It's just like, you know, let's like get him doing something like being Neil McCauley and stop mm-hmm. doing, you know, these talkies. Accents, accent, <laughs> and yeah, these talkies. These talkies. That's what we're going to start calling these damn movies. Damn talkies. Talkies and cosplay. <laughs> like, that's what he, fucking dress up and talking. <laughs> these people are just fucking role playing. Yeah. That is literally <laughs> what I felt about Asteroid City. <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't really seen many Wes Anderson movies. I, think I didn't might watch, be like, but see, you didn't like um, which the one I like, Grand Budapest Hotel, which I thought was. A- I never seen it. Oh, I thought you didn't like it. I've never seen it. That's oh, you should like, watch that one. That one's good, but <laughs> French Dispatch. I, like was- I watched it. You didn't like French Dispatch. <laughs> I don't think I would. Oh, I thought you saw that one. Okay, so wait, you would you how'd you feel about Asteroid City? Because I didn't see that one. I was just like, this style is like, I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> oh, well, then you might not like Grand Budapest Hotel then. Because <laughs> literally all his live action movies after a certain point are these dress up vignette, like camera rolling. Well, it was it was like basically perfect that the premise of the movie was that they were play actors doing a play as a movie because like that was the only way it made sense like other than like because like they were just it seemed like they were just like people who got on the stage and like click ah yes i just took a picture (laughs) we'll find out if it develops tomorrow billy (laughs) coke the talkies baby fucking talkies <laughs> but that the ferrari that's what i'm saying man ferrari it just didn't intrigue me bro like i'm sorry the other trailers with floor and son taking me by storm she came to me even dicks the musical got a reaction out of me ferrari just got man yeah but but let's let's move on to the one that you have been waiting to talk about the killer i'm calling my shot i'm calling my shot in a year with Michael Mann, Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, should be Denis Villeneuve. In a year with all these directors dropping mega hits, Greta Gerwig, like all these directors dropping monumental movies, this will be the best movie of the year. David Fincher's The Killer. Michael Fassbender's back, baby. He's a great actor. He always had it in him. He just was working with shitty directors and doing superhero movies. Now he's with one of the best directors of all time. When you talk about Tarantino, Scorsese, Nolan, uh, Villeneuve, you got to mention fucking Fincher because he doesn't miss. Seven, Gone Girl, the guy that gives us all of these great crime movies is giving us a Hitman movie? What? This trailer looks great. Stick, stay the course. Stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Michael Fassbender is this eccentric killer with Tilda Swinton in there. And then what I love, a bunch of people we don't know. So we're getting some new actors. Let's go, Fincher. Let's go. What it made me think of is like, what is, um, it made me think like, 
what uh what has fincher been like doing like not giving us these kind of movies before yep and then the fact that it's based off of uh this is his thing yep this is his thing and he took he took a, a, a graphic novel and was like oh shit I can put this in my lane. You know what this makes me hope? I hope he reads 100 Bullets. I want to send David Fincher 100 Bullets. Let's get it fucking made, bro. Because this shit looks incredible. And then the poster being a classic, like, a classic 60s, 70s French noir film. Like, that's what this reminds me of. A French noir. Like, look at that. That looks like Chinatown. Like, let's fucking go, man. Let's, this is going to be incredible. Like, the cast, Fassbender, Tilda Swinton. Everyone else, we don't really know. I mean, Charles Parnell, the guy who was uh, who was Charles Parnell in? He was in Top Gun. He was the the other colonel in Top Gun. But other than that, we don't know nobody else oh, in yeah. this fucking film. I am ready to go. This looks awesome. Yeah, it does look pretty good. Um, uh, you know, Fast Bender is the the person that like. When you start watching this, you just keep thinking to yourself, you're like, can I trust Fassbender? Oh, what? So this yeah. is, it's gonna be, well, it's going to be a big movie for him because, like, this is, you know, like you were saying, he needs to. Oh, yeah, he got to kill it. No, I mean, that's for sure. Course correct on his decisions he's made in, besides this. Mm-hmm. Look, this, this film is described as a brutal, bloody noir film. What? That's our bag. That's right up my fucking alley. Like, oh my goodness. My like, like, but to your point, this can put Fassbender back in the top, baby. He should never do another superhero movie ever again if this movie is successful. <laughs> like, yeah. ever again. As this comes out, he will also be having his Star Wars debut. So. Can't forget that. Oh yeah, what's he doing in Star Wars? Skeleton key. The oh kid my show. gosh! Oh my! But that's not Jude Law. Oh shit! That is Jude Law. Oh, thank God! You scared the shit out of me. Up. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I always get them mixed up. Thank God. <laughs> Fastbender, please don't do no more. No more uh, IP. Just work with good directors. Make these types of movies. Like be work with Tarantino again. Like start doing that type of shit. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So that's that's it for our trailers. If you want to click those links, Lyndon, and look okay. at. Okay, I'll start the, with Golden Bachelor. Yeah, so the Golden Bachelor's cast has come out. The, we'll see the women who are vying for Grandpa Jerry's heart. Um, <laughs> they they all are older. Ladies. They're all under. Yeah, they're all sixty or up. Okay. All right, so they're all six. I thought they were going to give him some some 40-year-olds. So, okay, so they're really all 60. Go, Edith. Okay. Chilling it for a 60-year-old. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Grandpa yeah, Joe. Honestly, like, some of these ladies are like super pretty. Grandpa Joe will have him a good um, time. The big notable thing the big notable thing that happened in this cast is one of the cast members is named Patty. Uh-huh. And she's Matt James's mother. Oh, wait, what? Wait, who's Matt James? Wait, wait, wait. He was the bachelor, the you know, the one that was Tyler Cameron's best friend. Oh. And he's with Rachel, and she was like the girl that everyone said was racist, but they're still together. 
Oh, that's Matt Jane. Okay, I just saw Patty. Oh, wow. Okay. Hell yeah, go Golden Bachelor. All right, let me look at the Bachelor in Paradise cast real quick. <laughs> Let's do this. See who we got. Who's, oh my gosh, fucking Blake. <laughs> I see his face right there. Gross. Gross. All right, I don't know Greer Blitzer. Brayden. All right, nice Brayden. Back again. Fucking Aaron, that piece of shit. <laughs> Peter Capaccio. Okay. If he he was this guy. So Peter Capaccio in the Mantel All, mm -hmm. there was a whole bit where like all the men had been putting the initials FP in oh, their Oh, yeah, bio. that's that guy. That, that's the FP guy. Yeah, this is yeah. fuck Peter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, Jess, don't remember you, but okay. She went really far in Clayton season. All right, Eliza. Okay. Oh, Catherine Cat Izzo. I remember you. Okay. Sam Jeffries. Okay. Lewis. Do I remember you? No. Sean McLaughlin. Fucking Ken. Blake. Why are you back here, Blake? Why, bro? You should not get another he shot. He needs money. <laughs> Rachel Rich. Where have I seen Rachel Richia from? He's he's there for the drama when they bring Katie Thurston on. Where have I seen Rachel Richia from? Is she she's the Bachelor? She was the Bachelorette. Oh, okay, and that's the one that you say gets with Brayden, right? I, well, she could. I don't, okay. I don't know if she does, but fucking. Uh, but yeah, she was the one that she was the one from the double Bachelorette season. This guy's back again, who was basically like just a complainer, <laughs> the narrator. Aaron, yeah. Yo, all he would do is narrate what was going on. <laughs> You're so right. Okay. All right. Good cast, I guess. Why didn't show uh, Rachel? Rachel, who? They did show Rachel. Oh, no, not Rachel. What's that girl's name? Katie. Why didn't show Katie Thurston? <laughs> because she's going to show up later. Oh, they're hiding it? <laughs> yeah, like, they need her to show up as, like, a bombshell. But well, how then, do you like, know go, about go this? Fuck up. <laughs> Because it was in the trailer. Oh, okay, okay. Well, why'd they put it in the trailer if they wanted it as a bombshell? It's a bombshell for the people who are coming on the beach. Mm. Okay, okay. Not a bombshell for us. It's to get it's us like, to watch. Yeah, it's like when Love Island puts uh, every you know all the cast of people's information on before mm -hmm. you know Casa happens. Gotcha. Um. So the Equalizer three has been touted as the final film in Denzel Washington's action series, but Ant Antoine Fuqua isn't closing the door yet. Mm -hmm. He is considering de-aging de his leading man for the continuation of the franchise in the form of an origin story. But not with CGI. He's considering doing it with John David. Well, that would be the better move. You didn't see the interview? Because that's where I why that's where I got this news from. Because he was talking, to, I think Rich Eisen about it, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, I really want to do it with John David, but if like if we got to do something else, we could do CGI. But like he wants to do it with John David." Well, that would be better. Yeah, bro. But my thing is, I don't know if John David wants to do his dad's franchise. <laughs> I don't know. He should. I, I mean, honestly, I th I think if I think if. If it's any franchise, make it be your dad's franchise, and then you're just like it's your family. You have your yeah. you have your stamp on it. Yeah, bro, that'd be fire. Like especially yeah. if, the, if the creator's a hit, 
So now you got a good sci-fi. Let's go get you a good action. Imagine if the creators hit you got Tenant, the creator, and the equalizer. John David, you're one of the best actors out. And then you just did fucking the thing with Zendaya, which proved you could act. Like, let's keep it going, brother. All I know is that if John David Washington doesn't do it, he thinks those movies are trash. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> Bro. He might. No, but okay. No, because I, I truly believe there's a world where he doesn't want to live in his dad's shadow. And he may consider that Maybe. living in his dad's shadow. I don't know. I think it'd be a good opportunity to see. I agree with you. Legacy as a as a fan. No, I look. I agree with you. But you know, some kids are like that, so we can't say that he thinks it's trash because, like, we don't know that. Yeah, I guess (laughs) he doesn't want to get pursuit of happiness. Exactly. Because, like, if he does this, people might say, "Oh, why don't you do a Training Day prequel? Why don't you do a this?" You, you, and you know, people say that. I guess that opens up the floodgates. Yeah, for typecasting. Yeah, and you don't want him to do that. But I'm with you. If there's any movie to do, it should be The Equalizer instead of Training Day, honestly. Yeah. Um, so the next story we got, Netflix and Amazon are engaged in a bidding war for the project, uh, or the film project called Crime 101 that's set to star Chris Hemsworth and Pedro Pascal. Uh, it's based on a novella that follows a detective searching for a jewel thief near the Pacific Coast Highway. The short thriller features two major characters in its story, but there's no word on which of our two stars will play those two characters. Okay, okay. All right. I think it could go either way. Yeah, it could. It definitely could. Look, I'm not mad at it. I, like, I, I think we need these types of films. I would prefer Amazon get it, and they should really make it like um, a classic like to catch to catch a thief type Alfred Hitchcock thriller. And that's why I want Amazon to get it. If Netflix gets it, it'll probably be trash. Yeah, I want Pedro Pascal to be like some like highway patrolman that's like about to retire. Mm-hmm. And and Chris Hemsworth is like the jewel thief that like is you know big time. A suave Pedro yeah. Pascal. Is and Pedro Pascal just kind of gets ro- roped into it. And oh, it's like, I gotta, man. I gotta stop him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could get or down like, with that. Or Chris Hemsworth is the cop, and Pedro honestly, Pascal is the jewel thief. Honestly, I would want it to be that way. Let Chris Hemsworth be the cop that's you know down on his luck, and then let Pedro Pascal be the suave, you know, acting his ass off thief. No, I have even better. Pedro Pascal, since he's a little bit older than Chris Hemsworth, was like a jewel thief that his father was obsessed with. And then when Chris Hemsworth became a cop, his father ended up getting killed in trying to catch this guy. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, got revenge. Like, I gotta fucking, I gotta get this guy. Facts. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, so the Spider-Man Chronicles, which is a book series I really enjoyed when I was a kid. They were going to do a show on Disney Plus, and they filmed it, six-episode series. Um, but now they're shopping it around because oh, Disney's okay. been like pulling the plug on lots of stuff. Oh damn! Okay, so we'll see where that goes. I'm, Look, I mean, I it didn't was need filmed a at Paramount, anyway. so I assume it'll be on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. It, I I was hoping they would do justice to the books more so than the movie because the movie was trash. Um, let's see. Rick and Morty is coming back season seven and it's going to be October 15th. 
they don't know who's or they have not announced yet who's replacing Justin Wayland. Okay. Okay. Um but, but it will be hmm. back in But is it what's his name? Over, oh no, yeah. no, no. He's doing solar opposites. Uh I'm thinking of uh Legion. Um Yeah. Dan Dan Stevens, yeah. yeah. What, Stevens. Can Dan Stevens do these voices? Probably not. I don't think so. Because it's it yeah, he can't. Like who's Yeah. Hang on. Well, I'm, he he can't, but I'm just like just for the sake of my own sanity. Uh, yeah, he can't do it. Okay, it's got to be it's got to be a sound alike because it's Rick. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, and like, yeah, and most of the main characters. You're right. They're gonna have to find somebody who can do is good at impressions. <laughs> who can do yeah, the voice? Uh, Frank Caliendo. <laughs> Look, I was thinking of those TikTok impersonators. Like, honestly, Frank Caliendo, Jay yeah. Farrow, somebody who can do that type of shit. Yeah, the guy who looks like Robin Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, so the last things before movie on the rise, Lincoln Lawyer season three got renewed. Um, the Then the Elf Fanning... And Nicholas Holt show The Great got canceled after its third season, and Idol will not return for season two, which we all knew. Thank God. <laughs> that I find, did I tell you, I told you I watched that show, huh? And it's fucking ass. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> that was the I, worst after, show. After the end ever. of the first episode, I was like, I don't think I can continue this. <laughs> I oh, I continued because Curse watched that shit. That shit was miserable. <laughs> but is it that time? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yes. It's that time, the segment where we give you one movie or TV show that's coming out this week that we think you should watch. It's called Movie on the Rise, and I got a big one. I got a big one from the world of Netflix. I got the One Piece live action, which they say is fucking good. I'm watching it literally tonight after we finish this. Once it hits 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock, whenever it fucking drops, they say, Schubert, this is the best anime adaptation ever, even better than um, Alita Battle Angel better than Speed Racer, better than Ghost in the Shell, better than the ones that we think are the best. They said Netflix learned from Cowboy Bebop. The person who was the showrunner is not only a One Piece fan, but a One Piece stan, and he worked hand-in-hand with Oda, and the person who wrote the manga okayed everything. And you see it in the, the new trailer they released today was the best trailer they dropped. It looks actually fucking good, and I'm surprised to be saying that. Damn, wild. And if I'm, if I, yeah. Uh, but no, no, if I'm saying if they're, um, if it's good, I will come on here and apologize. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's definitely the thing I'm probably holding my breath about the most. I'm like, please be good. Yeah. I really want it to be good. I do. I do. Is there anything else? What, what you got? What, I don't know what's else dropping this week. I don't know, man. Not, is there anything on Hulu? Like, is there new Hulu shit? I didn't think so. Don't think so. Um, a lot of stuff's ending for it to begin like next week since it's like oh, okay. Labor Day let me let me see. Um, what's on the what's on the Hulu? If anything's dropping, like I feel like there should be something new. There's lots of stuff out. I mean, you can watch, you know, we we are people who watch Res Dogs on the show, yeah. So we're oh yeah, to tell you to watch that show. It's, Res Dogs it's, is our jam. Three's going on right now. 
Res Dogs is out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm seeing this Swamp Mysteries is a new show. <laughs> Secret Chef. Okay. Oh, you know, I did see that the number one on Netflix is that show, Who is Aaron Carter? That looks kind of interesting. Oh, what is that? Is that yeah. a documentary about Aaron Carter? No, it's spelled like E-R-I-N. And oh. it's a British show about some lady who was living in Barcelona. And she was like, oh. I guess like a used to be like a, you know, MI6 kind of person or whatever. And she like started living a life with a family. And like now she got into a situation where like her identity, her cover's going to be blown. Okay. Also, if you're a fan of One Piece, uh, all the One Piece movies will be officially out on Netflix tomorrow when everything drops, which is pretty fucking cool. Like, every One Piece movie is going to be there. And I definitely would recommend watching One Piece film Gold because that movie is fucking great. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else on Netflix that is dropping that should be fucking incredible. Um, I'm not sure. I think that might be it. Oh, Disenchantment, right. if you guys are fans of Disenchantment, you know. So Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty much. That's pretty much everything. All right, so uh, let's talk about Ahsoka before we get into the big sports doc conversation. All right, let's do um, it. Like we said, this was like fantastic show. I mean, best, you know, best Star Wars episode I uh, uh, I've seen. Oh, and speaking of that, I didn't say it on the show. I've been watching Star Wars with Curse. She's watch. You fi- come see, come see, come here. We got Curse on the pod. Sit down. Sit down. Come tell the people what you thought. Oh, well, you don't have to. You, we're not going to put the video out. Come sit down. Tell the people what you thought. All right. Get on the mic. Don't be scared. All right. We'll just come here by the microphone. Tell people what you thought. My family's all here. Sheila. All right. Come on. You got to see how to lean in. You got to talk. <laughs> tell the people what you thought of Star Wars. You, you just watched the first three. What'd you think? Don't be, don't be shy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you like it? You liked it? Did you uh did you figure out who the chancellor was? You saw Obi-Wan kick his ass? <laughs> he did kick his ass. He took the high ground. Yeah. He, he took the high ground. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Are you are you excited to watch what's next? You about to watch which one? No, you gotta watch Rogue One. You got go type in Star Wars Rogue One. You cannot watch New Hope before Rogue One. No, you have to watch Rogue One because that is the movie that leads into Episode Four. Uh, you remember I told you they go to a newer movie. This is horrible podcasting. I'm sorry to my listening audience. Go watch Rogue yeah. One. Just type in Rogue One. Please don't watch episode. Wait, Chris, yeah. for real. Even wait, Schubert. Wait, I'm gonna take the microphone off so Schubert can tell. I'm gonna take my Schubert teller. Yeah, it's one the best movie that you'll watch out of all of them, and two, it literally up to the second leads into the next movie. Like it, like right when the fourth movie starts is when Rogue One ends. So go watch it. Nice. Okay. So yeah, that. Ooh, wow. She was. She always talks about coming on the pod, and she just flaked. What a fail! Epic fail. I'm sorry to my listening audience, <laughs> but. Yeah, so I we were waiting for the review. So I've been watching Star Wars. I I started from Phantom Menace and 
I, I got to episode three. I was like, should I make her watch Clone Wars? But I figured she wouldn't get into that. But I will make her watch some of Clone Wars because, like, like I told you off the, off air, she saw Ahsoka. She saw me watching that. Was like, what the fuck is this badass shit with these women? And was like, well, let me watch Star Wars. Let me get into it. And so that's how it started. And this episode of Ahsoka lived up to everything I've wanted from Star Wars. It is literally better than to me every Mandalorian episode. Better than every fuck. Like yeah. this episode was great, man. It's better than Andor. Like I love. It was everything you want from Star Wars. You got a great training session with Sabine and Ahsoka to show their relationship. I mean, it literally lifted the things you enjoy about the original trilogy with the mm-hmm. things you liked about the prequels with the things so you, you like about Rebels about the cartoons. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was. It just put it all together, and I was like. Crazy. I was this shocked. Absolutely crazy. Like that. that, like, that training sequence. That training sequence reminded me of Kanan and, and Ezra. It reminded me of Luke and Obi Wan. It reminded me of well, so many great pupils. It's funny, but because like she literally says the same things that Obi Wan said to Luke in the fourth movie, which is mm-hmm. just showing, which makes you think of like the lineage of passing down of information of like Jedi. And when Huang like, said that. Oh, she comes from your family tree. Well, y'all are all interesting Jedi. And when you think of her family tree, it's her, Ahsoka, Anakin, weird Jedi, Obi Wan, who then has Luke, weird Jedi, Qui Gon Jinn, who's the master of all of them, who's a fucking weird Jedi. Oh, and who is Qui Gon's master? Yoda. Oh, Dooku. Yeah, no, Dooku, who's a weird fuck. And then who is Dooku's master? Yoda. And Yoda taught Luke. It's such a crazy family tree. Kanan somewhere yeah. in there, like with Ezra, because <laughs> even though Kanan, yeah. Kanan kind of did teach Sabine at first, I feel like they're kind of dropping that out of Rebels and making it straight Ahsoka. But like, Kanan taught her how to use well, the dark saber. <laughs> you know who they didn't drop out? The Jace uh, Kanan's son, bro. He showed up, bro. I was like, whoa! And they called him Jason. Like, it, it just reminded me of Jason Solo. I was like, oh shit, is he about to be a fucking? Bomb ass Jedi, but when he asked when he's like, "Mom, I want to be a Jedi," and Mary Mary Elizabeth Wine said, looked at him, it was like, "Oh, bro, you might not have Force powers." That's what that face told me. <laughs> but but then like what basically Ahsoka was telling Sabine is that you know basically anyone can with the broom kid theory. Yeah, basically everyone can be a Jedi. Some people are just more attuned than others, mm-hmm. which. Makes sense in a way, but I also feel like Ahsoka, and she's like not a Jedi Jedi. She's like, well, you know, if I can get enough people, but if I can get Sabine to basically be attuned to the Force in a small enough way that it like helps her be mixed with her Mandalorian battle skills to make her like a weapon, it'll help. It'll but help. hey, I'm, I'm telling you now, if they find Ezra, Ezra's purpose of this will be to train that kid. It will not be to fight with the main bat. Like, yeah, he'll fight with him, but Ezra's going to be that kid's mentor. I guarantee a master. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not going to be Sabine. It's going to be fucking Ezra coming back all wisdom-fied. Also, the fucking Purgle. When I saw those space whales, I was like, oh, they're getting Ezra. That's how they're getting thrown. Like, the space whales are back, and you saw it in Sabine's face. She's like, holy shit, we haven't seen those things since we lost Ezra and Thrawn. And I was like, oh, damn. I also really loved when they had the conversation later on trying to explain all of that to the people who like would not know what the fuck the purgles are. Uh-huh. And and like they explained that like Jedi in the past knew how to 
you know, track Purgles to go to different galaxies, which makes me more excited about the stuff that they're going to do with like Acolyte and mm-hmm. like exploring that area of Star Wars because like it's not like going back in time in our present. Yeah, there's not know, really like hyperspace. Yeah, they got to use like different ways to transverse the galaxy. You're right. Well, I mean, no, I mean, they, they have hyperspace, but it seems like with Star Wars, the further back you go, it's almost ha- more technical. Hmm. You, like, wait, because, like, you mean more technologically I mean, like, advanced? Yeah. Oh. Well, think about it. Okay, okay. Like, in the prequels, there's so much more access of people who have, like, true. ships that can do all this. That and, is and true. That is true, and then there's less. Yeah. No, no, that you're yeah. absolutely right about that. I didn't even think about it like that. The but also I was thinking about fucking just the things that Huang seen or Huang seen as like the Jedi thing, and it was just like, bro, this guy, this guy's seen a lot. But my main question is, if they go through that gate, how are they getting back? <laughs> That's a good question. Is the gate is there a gate on the other side? Like, like did Thrawn was Thrawn this whole time building a gate for them to build a gate? And they like connect. Well, the, it's not a gate. It's it's a hyperspace ring. So like the whole so you point can go of it, a different galaxy, right? Is it's a ship. It's a oh. ship. Yeah. So like you you would go to the galaxy oh. and then you could just bolt back. See, I thought it was like you know in Cowboy Bebop how they have their hyperspace ring where the thing lights where up in the middle left. and you yeah. and you shoot through it. Yeah, I thought it was like no, you it's shoot like a, through it. Oh, you know, since you just watched the prequels, like think about like how Obi Wan had to link up his Jedi starfighter yeah, 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 to like yeah, yeah. something to blast off to blast him in the hyperspace that's what it is but a bigger one got you so they right. fly in that thing okay well that makes more sense to me now because I thought you fly I thought you fly the ship through it not fly it also but oh go ahead I, I was gonna say uh, you know that kind of moves us to the point of the show that it gets a little bit fantastical you know, why didn't this hyperspace ring just blow up oh. Sabine and Ahsoka? <laughs> but wait, 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 before we get to that nonsense, um, real quick, Mon Mothma, how did you not convince them that the fight is real? And also, Hera, why did you not tell them, oh yeah, they had two Jedi assassins that are working for uh fucking throne. They didn't tell them everything. Also, the Asian man, he's a he's an empire spy. Dude was too <laughs> like like, like, come on, well, brother. From, from how I felt, for it seemed like it seemed like a majority of them were imperial. <laughs> yeah. And like, it seems like from what we were talking about in uh, the Mandalorian episode that people hate is that a lot of the people who are in the capital are ex-imperials. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. And when Hera was like, oh, bro, did you fight or did you just wait to see who would win? He was so mad. I was like, ooh. That was a bar. And that's I was just spicy. like, bro. Hera, all you, I, I, and that's why maybe you know I feel like Rebels Hera is smarter than the Hera that we're seeing on the fucking TV show because Rebels Hera would have told Mon Mothma about those Jedi assassins. I feel, I truly believe that. And the fact that Ahsoka, and if Ahsoka's telling you you need this, why don't you tell Mon Mothma, hey, the Jedi that worked for us who helped us win the war is saying that this shit is going on and it's crazy. Yeah. I just felt she could have explained it better. Also, when the kid walked up, I was like, Mary Elizabeth Wan says too young for that kid. <laughs> she's too fine to be a mama. I thought that again. <laughs> but she's technically not too old. I, I know. But it was just like, that. she's not that kid mama. <laughs> she that kid aunt. 
Oh man. <laughs> are are so, we yeah, getting a Kanan I mean, flashback, th- you think? Probably. But I thought all the stuff with Jason and Chopper and Hera, like, yeah, I thought it added to the episode. Oh, it was great. It was great. I thought it, it, I thought it made sense. It was well done. And then, you know, mm-hmm. we move into this, you know, uh, we the, get the ship battle. The, the training se- we get through the training sequence, which is good. And we talked about that. And then we get to the ship battle, which, which I thought for a while is like wild. Yeah, and yeah, then she, you know she's the gunner. She's Hyung telling uh, Ahsoka to like, come on, trust in Sabine. And then once she started to trust in Sabine, that was fucking great. But when when Ahsoka got out of that ship with the fucking astronaut suit and started cutting, I was like, bro, what is happening? <laughs> I was like, because for a while I was sitting here and I saw them floating through space. I was like, all right, for one, they just need to blow this shit up. They just <laughs> blow it up right now. And then, like, <laughs> um, when I see, like, Sabine in there, like, fixing up wires, and I see the people closing in, I'm like, what the hell? Are, <laughs> how the hell are they going to get out of this? And then I see Ahsoka cli- climbing out of the ship, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> We're about to have, like, her deflecting fucking she, laser blasts she deflects from some of them, on top but of then, this thing. But then some of them, I was like, how did not hit her? Like, the one she wasn't deflecting, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I guess that's my only, are we sure? Like, <laughs> that was my, that was my thing. I was like watching it, and I'm, part of me is like, "This is so fucking ridiculous." But then I thought and it was the cool same as shit. Of, <laughs> <laughs> the other side of me was like, "Damn, this is actually like pretty badass." Though. Yeah, I loved so, it. <laughs> but I, to so me, a bigger like, are we sure was what you said. How didn't that big fucking ring shoot him down? That bothered me more than Ahsoka not being shot down. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, Ahsoka surviving it makes sense, but the fact that that big ring had these turbo lasers and then just mm-hmm. blast this sitting duck shit. Yep, I'm with you. Just, are we sure? I'm with you 100%. Um, but yeah. I thought they land. this was more terrifically done than any show ever with Star Wars, dialogue yeah. pieces. Because it know. felt like Star Like, this was the first one that I can say through and through felt like the prequels felt like the original it felt star wars after watching the prequels it had better dialogue than the prequels but it felt like the prequels in the original in the, the it, no actually it, it felt like the original in clone wars in rebels it feels like the cartoon but in live action form it does i mean it was it was thrilling but comedic mm-hmm. but not too comedic yep and not childish by any means. Like there was nothing really. No. Because that's where the cartoon suffers is. At the end of the day, it's a cartoon, so they have to put childish aspects in it. But this was like, oh no, this is perfect Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I, could, I there's just not a lot besides, you know, the ship stuff that mm-hmm. you can really fault with with this episode. I mean, it was pretty phenomenal. Um, it's exactly how you put a Star Wars film together just like the set pieces the way that things were done i was thinking in, into it i was like yeah like everything that they're doing right now is so distinctly star wars mm-hmm. it's like it's not a, you know it doesn't feel like a sci-fi sh- other sci-fi show or take it just feels like 100 this is within this universe i totally believe it i totally believe everyone involved mm-hmm. it, i'm with you 200 you know, that was great that was I was blown away and because when you said, yeah, it's worth finishing, I was like, okay. And when I finished it, I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I finished this today. 
because that was well and it's Jeff's and it's something that like if you're gonna give me that and for 37 minutes i'll take, I can take it. it yeah no for sure because when i found out i was like damn 37 minutes but if every episode's like that go ahead and do 37 minutes because that was flawless yeah um so let's talk about these sports docs how do you feel about um, untold because untold really lost me with the florida doc like that was a puff piece I'll I'll be honest. I agree about the Florida Doc being a puff piece, but I liked it better than the Manziel thing. Oh damn! You didn't like the Manziel one? Well, the Manziel thing didn't make me feel any sympathy for Johnny. It just made me be. Like, I don't think it was. Like, I don't think it was supposed to though. <laughs> like I think it was just more so like, damn, you were a fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, bro, bro. I'm sorry that you like couldn't party the week before the combine. <laughs> You know, can just like not do drugs for one second so that and you the can be drafted is, somewhere that's not fucking Cleveland. He's way better than Baker Mayfield, man. He just he fucked his career up. He could have been great. Like that's what that doc showed me. That doc showed me if he cared an ounce about football and not about partying, he could have actually still been in the league today. Yeah, and also if he would have been in the era with NIL, it may have been a better environment for him. True, because he True. would be he would be making that money more controlled. Yep. Yeah. Facts. You wouldn't have to be wild, scamming. wild west. Yeah, scamming and having under the table. Do you having cash to do whatever he wants? No, you're right. And how didn't anyone check the NCAA? Low key, I feel like this is a little racist. But how didn't no one check his parents' backstory to know they weren't coming from oil money? I feel like because he was bro, white, they just believed bro. that shit. <laughs> this was the same year that the ESPN ran story. He's about Manti Teo's girlfriend dying. <laughs> You're like, right. no one was running background checks. <laughs> like, that is, bro, that blew my mind. I was like, bro, I ain't no way. I was like, if Leonard Fournette was walking around with a bunch of money, people would have said, oh, Leonard, you got paid by LSU. <laughs> bro, 2002, everyone was totally so relaxed that this no one background checked. 2002? 2012? Sorry, 2012. <laughs> 2012 was so relaxed that no one did any background checks. There were no background checks. I'm Nothing. sure, like, I'm sure we, I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we, you know, we didn't even have to, like, take our shoes off going through security. Like, you know, this is just like, no, we, we must have been so relaxed. We must, have, we must have been so relaxed that we were just taking pocket knives in the airplanes that we're just not, not even doing background checks on anyone in 2012. That blew my like, fucking mind. I was like, ain't no way the NCAA didn't research that this dude's family wasn't oil tycoons. Like, what a stupid fucking lie. <laughs> the fact that, like, you know, Colin Cowherd and people are like, oh, yeah, the oil money. I'm like, bro, <laughs> Carryville, ten- Texas, like, you could see, you could look up where this man lives. <laughs> That look, Carrie the media Taylor. looks horrible, but you're right. This is the Manti Teo year. Holy shit. <laughs> what? And they want to say journalism's dead now. No, if journalism's dead, it's been dead since 20 fucking 12. <laughs> and that was the year dying. That was it. <laughs> but, oh man. Okay, so how do you feel about these docs overall, untold compared to 30 for 30? Because I think the first season they were up to par like the season with the trashers and all like this season's kind of been lackluster. The thing is, is that they're tackling topics that maybe need to be tackled by people who have 
either stronger credibility or mm. thicker skin. Yeah, I think because, it's either or. Anyone? Yeah, you're right. Because for BS High, whoever those fucking guys were, HBO, it was they awesome. weren't. <laughs> they were they were like no fucking way, bro. We're telling everything, mm-hmm. and we're gonna make say it on make you make you confront it on camera. Yep, they didn't run from nothing. They were like. We're going to show every fucking side of this. And this guy's not going to be able to lie his way through the doc. He would take a claim and then the journalist would come after and be like, no, no, no. And then if he didn't believe the journalist and thought, oh, maybe the journalist is out to get him, the kids would come on and say the same thing that the journalist said. Bro, Roy Johnson, if you haven't seen Bishop Sycamore, that is the best sports doc I've seen in a, a long time. That fucker was scheming. Bro, the fact that a player said, the, the directors asked the player, hey, do you have uh, any PPP loans in your name? And the player was like, PPP loan? No, sir, I've never gotten a loan before. He's like, oh, you might need to check on this after. What? What? This dude took a no, PPP they, they told loan in his parents' name. And it's like, player's name? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, told, they told him they were like, so you don't remember taking out a PPP loan for $20,000? And he's yes. like, no. What? Holy shit. And if he did it for one player, he did it to every fucking player. Like, this dude, and the, the fact that he was using net 90, like business, like 90 days to pay these hotel fees, and using it in every kid's name, getting apartments in these kids' name and not paying. Bro, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if these kids have 200, 200 a credit score of 200. <laughs> right. Like, inspect, inspect them. That's fucked, bro. So fucked. But the thing is, the, the him making the school wasn't the illegal stuff. It's the fraud that he did was illegal. Yeah. You would think yeah, lying about a school and not giving these kids education and taking their... You, th- you would think that would be illegal, but no. It's, it sucks for, you know, my boy Trillian. Yeah! And uh, he was supposed to go play Grambling! Yeah, and he was like two credits short because he didn't actually go to high school. That's or, you know, that wasn't actually school. Well, he's in JUCO now. Like he's in he's at Ju- yeah. like today. To he's gonna be actually on Last Chance U. No, oh, he's gonna play for that team. Yeah, he, the 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 East uh California school in on the JUCO. He's doing that this season. Damn. Mm-hmm. I looked all this up. I was like, I gotta know. <laughs> but that kid who tore his ACL and was playing. I fell for him. Bro. Yeah, he's like he was like I, I could have been playing pop. in the league. I could have been. In the... I was like I, I, I don't know, bro. It with that dude, and I was like, bro, I, don't, I actually don't think he's family. Because like at the end of the day, like you know, they got their shot. You know, it may, I don't want to get big, they got... but like, yeah, I didn't feel he was gonna make it. He looked too short. <laughs> like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that like because of the sheer bullshit that they were going through, it didn't. It definitely hurt them. But, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, if, if you could stand up with IMG, then, like, you were going to make a play. Like, at least one. Like, that's why Trillian, Hugh Jackson was like, oh, I could get him to be a co- quarterback. Like, that's the one that could have made it. I don't know how many of them others would have made it. Like, that dude who was 21. Well, the, the, the 21-year-old who was like, he took my life away. I was like, brother, you 21? <laughs> Bro, you should have known. You should have known you couldn't play high school football. He was like, Idiot. it was against the rules. I lost my my college eligibility. 
Dude, when this guy was like, there's no rule, there's no rule about, you know, this and this, and then, like, they were like, yeah, in Ohio, like, there's definitely a rule. Like, rule, you yeah. Be, you can't you be, over, be 18. over 18 a day over. Holy shit, bro. And then the guy, I don't know if you know, the guy who put the IMG Bishop Sycamore game together went on a bar stool and was like, yeah, Roy Johnson, he's going to be back. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore is coming back. And dude was trying to cover his ass because he looked horrible in the dock who scheduled the game. He knew, he knew that wasn't no fucking school. <laughs> Bro, that was like a massacre. <laughs> like that was like, that, that was like deadly. Like there were kids that could have died. That was, that was. That was an intramural team versus a college, a high school all-star team. <laughs> Bro, who played two days ago. I played a full game. <laughs> two so days before. If you intramural college people think you could be high schoolers, that's what would have happened to your fucking ass. <laughs> that shit was yeah, when, crazy. Like, when they kept cutting to the people and they were like, you grown men were out there getting whooped. The tweets. The tweets. I was like, damn, y'all kids... are fucking roasting these kids. One of them kids started crying. Yeah, wasn't it? He said he came back from halftime and my phone was blowing up and they were like, fake school, fake school. <laughs> and they're like, bro, what? Fake oh, oh, like, bro, oh. You didn't fucking notice? <laughs> I'm so happy. I finally can talk about this in a comedic way. I needed this. Bro, this, dude, this dude runs over the, the geese. He's like, it was, it oh, was yeah! a goose. Yeah. Roy, and it Roy was, was an like, accident, but I just wanted to make myself sound hard. <laughs> and then Roy, Roy's saying that this homeless man took my shit. I told him, oh, you fucked up now, buddy. <laughs> we beat his ass. And then he's making fun of the guy. He's like, ah, they didn't have to do all that. Yeah. They beat me so bad. Can I get some pain meds? <laughs> Roy said he stomped their ass out. <laughs> but also serious, because this is not funny. Yo, when, when that player said Roy beat his girlfriend in front of him, I was like, damn, that was wild. I was like, holy shit. And he was like, no way. He fucking lied. I didn't beat nobody. He's like, I need a minute. And he, walked, he walked out. Well, you seem like such a well-adjusted guy. I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and then when he was talking about how when you hear what the kids, when they made him listen to what the kids had to say, and then he was like, oh, no, I need, I need a minute. And he walked out, and the other coach just sitting there. I'm thinking, well, how do you let this happen, brother? I'm just looking at the other coach. Because like, like, the other dude's wearing a Bishop Sycamore shirt. Yeah. The whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, is this guy like proud of like Bishop Sycamore? He, he, like, he thought they was coming back. He actually thought they was helping them kids, bro. And I was like, ain't no way. You got to be a scammer too. You you a better liar than Roy because I can't read you right now. That's what I thought yeah, the he whole was, like, time. Talking about how he, he walked out of town for the IMG game and shed a tear because, like, <laughs> we started crying with his wife because he was, like, so happy. We made it. That they reached. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, he, he was real where he was, like, no, it, not, not he was real. But, like, what I thought was the craziest part about that is, like, Roy goes out there and he throws a fit. And he's like, bro, I'm still talking to these kids trying to get them into college. I was like, yeah. yeah. 
And see, that's like, what I was about to say, because the other coach was like, yeah, we're still helping them kids today. And the director was like, huh? And that's why I was like, hmm. But see, I, but see, I look at that's why I would look up Trillion to see because he was real. Trillion was the, like the real like that was an actual good player who made it. But like like we said with that, that dude who said he tore his ACL and he lost his college chances. I was like, bro, you was like 5'10", and, he, and they specifically said his name. They, I think it was like Paquette. I was like, ain't no way Paquette's saying I bought him phones. I did. Like, he started listing shit he did for him. So it was like, to your point, who was, like, Roy was definitely wrong. He's a scammer. But were some right. of them kids lying? Yeah, like, for some of them playing up for, you know, legal reasons or trying mm-hmm. to, like, make them seem less bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause did Roy help them? Like in some of them, I don't know. Because like weird, you know, Roy was pretty upfront about the the goose thing, but like, did he like run over the goose multiple times? I I don't know. Kid. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, they I'm, said he backed he's, up. He's, he backed yeah. up over it. <laughs> but like he do you know Roy, to Roy's credit, he was pretty upfront. He was like, yeah, I beat that homeless dude's ass. He did. Yeah, he, I ran over the goose. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was not paying them hotel bills. <laughs> but what he did not, what he did not admit to is Kinkos. He's like, I don't know who told you Kinkos. Wait, what was the Kinkos I believe thing? Trillian's what? mom, or Trillian's mom was with him, and like they went to Kinkos because he was like, I need to get oh, a check. He, and he, like, oh yeah, he printed out fake checks. Yeah, I believe that too. Because <laughs> he couldn't admit to that because that's what the hotels are suing his ass for. Because that's what he's gonna go to jail for if he goes to jail for anything. The fraudulent checks. Yeah. But that shit was great. That's believe- a real doc. Yeah, no, that was a good doc. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I have started Hard Knocks, but I haven't gotten too far into it. But me neither. It's making Aaron Rodgers like real good. Yeah, it's definitely turning and- my it, after all of the Ayahuasca shit and all the, the going into the dark room. It's making him look like the old Aaron Rodgers, like the guy who we thought was the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I mean, like it makes him seem like a terrific like leader. Yeah, that like, too. Yeah, you know, he's. It seems like he's really taken Zach Sauce Zach Wilson under his wing. Yeah, you know he's with the. I didn't. I totally didn't realize that Nathaniel Hackett is with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great situation. Um, you know he seems like he's still competently throwing the ball. I'm like, damn. I'm like, the Jets going to be like half solid me because the they play problem in a is the offensive line is hard. Not but, good. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna have targets. I mean, he's gonna have you know Wilson. He's gonna have Lazard. Lazard, yeah. He's gonna have Dalvin Cook, Cobb. Yeah, no, like he's gonna look. That team's gonna be good. But um, I will say the Jake Paul untold was crazy because I didn't know Jake Paul's dad was abusing them. And to your point about untold needs to either get people that are want to speak out or get more credible people. The Jake Paul documentary is what we mean by that because like. Jake Paul was 100% honest. That wasn't a Jake Paul puff piece because he went in on his dad and like and talked about how his mom let that but, shit happen. But I also, but I would also argue that like the best untolds are the t- untolds that aren't so popular. Yes, like, like the trashers, guys. Yeah, like the trashers or you know you, even Jake Paul in that sense. Like Jake Paul is mm-hmm. super popular, but like Jake Paul is not going to get an ESPN doc. Yeah, facts, 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 facts. No, I'm with you. Um, but like, but like that Florida documentary could have been an ESPN doc, and probably would have been better. ES- and even ESPN probably would have gone after him a little bit more. Yeah, would have went after. Aaron they would have at least, 
they would have at least made sure that the Pounceys had a conversation, that the, the, the Pounceys were in it, or that Percy Harvin said something. Or Cam yeah. Newton. Cam Newton. I mean, they even mentioned Cam Newton and showed him multiple times. So it was like... Yep. And HBO is you know, really who should do the Florida doc, because they will tell the real story. Because, I mean, like, there's missing pieces. Like, as a documentary itself, like, I didn't dislike watching it because it reminded me about that stretch of time. It, you know, and, like, you know, where it also they lied about Chris the behind Lee. the scenes. Because Chris Leak was actually pretty good. <laughs> they made Chris Leak seem like a bum. <laughs> Chris Leak was fine. <laughs> he was fine. We're, I mean, the, you know, we're talking about an era where, like, you know, Matty, Matt Flynn was, like, high-profile yeah, high quarterback. No, you're right. But, you right. I mean, like in in the in the uh, documentary alone, like he, he loses to like Brandon Cox at Auburn, who was trash, and like, Brody Coyle at Alabama. No, he was right. like yeah, half solid. So I wish he would have been better him. though. Like that's what I would like. It it just was too much Urban Meyer and too much Tim Tebow. And I know they have to both be in it, but you weren't you weren't telling the real sides of them. Because Urban couldn't no. afford a bad story after what just happened with Jacksonville. It wasn't a great story, but it, it, it wasn't been bad. Worse. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, man, it definitely could have been. Because he basically was like on the dock said, "Yeah, I was not gonna like kick people off the team just because like of that one incident." Exactly, and he, so, he didn't so, talk like, about. They could have like done anything, and I wouldn't have kicked them off. Also, didn't they have a a, a sexual assault allegation on that team? One of the coaches. Or something like that? One of the coaches no. did something oh, wrong. No, no, no. That was at Ohio State there. He had the coach that... But didn't the coach come from Florida to... And had issues at Florida? I thought that... Might what, have. I thought I he had issues at Florida. Like, that Florida team had so many problems that we can't even recall all of them. Yeah. So that's what we needed to know about. But, you know, like you said, Bishop Sycamore, that's the one. <laughs> that shit was nuts. <laughs> I was thoroughly yeah, shocked. It was nuts. <laughs> like thoroughly. That's what we need. We need more of that. So yeah, honestly, if you if you don't have anything else, if you if you're not watching One Piece, watch Bishop Sycamore. BS High. That doc was crazy. Um. Well, that wraps up everything for this mm-hmm. week's Bros Who Binge podcast. Linda, let everyone know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. All the shows are back, baby. Bros Who Binge, Bros Who Think, Run It Back. Anime talk, manga melee, everything is back. All episodes will be out this week. Uh, throughout the week, everything will be out by Saturday. So make sure you tune into your favorite uh bros who think show. Um, Jazz, myself, and Verson, who do the One Piece manga reviews, will also be reviewing the One Piece uh episodes from the standpoint of judging it from the manga creation. Schubert and I will talk about it from like the TV show side of it, like the bros who binge style reviews, but to talk about how it feels in terms of One Piece compared to the manga. Uh, Jazz, Verson, and myself will be reviewing it in two-episode chunks weekly, so we'll do the first two. That'll be out by Sunday, and then we'll continue doing it like that. Every Sunday, you'll get two more, and along with the One Piece manga reviews on YouTube, so check out that. Like I said, check out all your favorite podcasts this week. They'll be out by Saturday, and follow us on, on Twitter at Bros Who Think to get all the information. You can follow me on uh, on Twitter slash X, whatever, uh, at Adam BWT. Actually, you know, fun Shubes fact that BWT. I still have Shoes BWT. Fun fact that I still have Twitter. So that's why I keep it oh. because I haven't updated. 
Oh, see, I still have X, but I will never call it that. It's still Twitter. It says Twitter when you type it on, on computer. It does not You don't type in X.com. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I hope everyone out there has a great week, and next week we'll be living in a one-piece one universe. Facts. So we can't wait to talk about that and more Ahsoka. So everyone have a great week and catch us next week for more Bros Who Binge. Have a great week, and as always, keep binging.